I am Natalie Jackson and welcome to a bonus episode of our C Sporty, B Sporty Role Models podcast series. In this series, we have been talking to some awesome and undisputed role models from the world of sport. Why? To celebrate the launch of our role models poster series, posters of awesome role model girls doing the sports that they love, which we have sent out to our first set of 2000 schools over the last few weeks. We know that girls and boys in primary schools still don't see enough pictures of other girls being sporty. And if you can't see it, you can't be it. So we are doing our bit to fix that. And today I am joined, I think, as a first by three co-hosts. I have my three colleagues with me who all work for Totally Runnable. I have Emily Freeman. Say hi, Emily. Hi. (laughs) And we have with us Um, Our two lead trainers who work down in Loughborough, so they work in and around the Loughborough area, and um, I don't think we've had them on the podcast before, have we guys? No. 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 So (laughs) we have international high jumpers, Emily Borthwick and Beth and Partridge. Hello, everybody. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. Um, Have you guys been on a podcast before? Not ours. Have you been on a podcast in general? No, but I'm due to do another one at some point in the next couple of weeks. So this is oh, a good practice for that one. Good training, eh? How about you, Beth? Who 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 are you podcasting for? Uh, I think it's just a company called Sportspiel. Um Oh, they're brilliant. I love them. Yeah, so I'm going on theirs in a couple of weeks. So that'll be cool. Lovely. I've been on their podcast before. How about you, Beth? Have you been on a podcast before? I've done one before, um, but It was quite bad, so I didn't want to listen to it. I'm not a fan of listening to to myself back. I have to say, I'm not a fan of listening to to our discussion. So um, today we are going to talk a little bit about role models, but really we are um, celebrating Totally Runnable's sixth birthday, which is in April. Emily, can you believe Totally Runnable is six? No. I didn't even clock it then when you said it. I thought six. I'd have said four or five. <laughs> 2015, April 2015, we found a Totally Runnable. So this podcast is, as we know, a collaboration between Totally Runnable and the non-profit C Sporty, B Sporty, CIC. Um, but we thought it was the perfect opportunity to introduce Emily and Beth and get to know them a little bit better because they are working with schools. And um, yeah, so I like I, I have some questions for you guys. And I know I've interviewed you both before for our um, five role models series that we have on our website. So if anybody's listening and wants to check that out, it's totallyrunnable.com. And there is a section on their um, news and these guys have both done um, told me all about their five top role models. Um, so I know a little bit about this but how important were role models to you guys growing up um I feel like I didn't really have many role models growing up um it wasn't until like a bit later where you kind of look up to more people around you in different like sporting setups and stuff that that really had an impact on me so yeah I feel like there's a lot more around role models now and like it's easy to access like via social media and stuff so yeah to me it was like more important in my like growing up a bit later on yeah so I was I've been lucky because whenever I've been training I've been always I've always been in groups with older athletes in 
So I've always been able to look up to those older athletes in my training group. So, for example, me and Beth used to train together. So Beth was one of my role models in the training group. Um, so fortunately, I've had those people around me that I've been able to look up to, but more because I was the youngest in the group and they'd be showing me the ropes. Um, so I was kind of lucky in that sense. Obviously, in school, as a sporty kid, the PE teachers, you'd always be the the favourite. So you always had your teachers that you'd look up to. And then obviously being in sport and around sport, you're alongside those athletes, whether you're competing against them or you just see them on the telly. So it's easy access for me to see those role models, especially when I'm around them all the time. And you had role models. So I've heard you and, and Jenny talk. So Jenny is our um, third director of Totally Runnable, Jenny Meadows. And obviously she was an 800 metre runner, um, world bronze medalist. You knew her from really young, didn't you, Emily? Yeah, so I've known Jen for probably well over 10 years now, at least. Um, and I was lucky enough to actually train with her when she was um, getting those medals and at the peak of her career. Uh, so before I did high jump, I did uh, 400 metres and multi-events. So the running aspect of that, I'd always do the training sessions with Jenny and, and her coach, Trevor. Um, so being in and around that environment, it was a world-class environment because Jen was obviously a world-class athlete, training every day, and I was amongst that. Um, so to almost get a taste and to see exactly what that lifestyle was like, that was really influential to me. Um, especially as I was growing up. And she remembers, I don't know if she's told you guys, but she remembers you being like really, really quite young and saying to her, what was your time for this when you were how old? <laughs> like, how, tell me what I'm aiming for. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I wouldn't say that's me anymore. I mean, I think I had a bit more confidence when I was younger, but I would not be approaching my role models in this day and age and being like, oh, what did you do at this age? Because, yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> I think that, was, probably... I think that was a good thing back then though that was yeah. a really nice thing and I I'm... mean yeah but now she uses the story again <laughs> I'm just like oh. <laughs> that was I, I would not say that now that's not me now but um, the younger you me you could probably yeah, google it now <laughs> maybe it. might be on google <laughs> can I ask Beth a question Beth how did you get into high jump um I uh, so I like I wasn't really good at high jump to start with like as in I, I it was probably my worst event when I did multis. Um so I started athletics cross country when I was about seven um, and that's because my PE teacher at my primary school kind of like guided me to do it because I really hated running in front of other people <laughs> unless I was on the playground I didn't like doing sport competitively so yeah I kind of went and did a, my local cross country and was actually quite good and then kind of just like went to sports hall athletics and then yeah kind of got through it that way and then I was like oh I'm actually quite good at high jump once I learned to flop because I couldn't do that to start with so yeah that was my quick route into athletics <laughs> when I was about so seven I think what we yeah what we're hearing on some of the other podcasts as well now is that sometimes um some of the people we're speaking to have got into their sport by accident. So I was just wondering like what that route is. And because we, because we don't see a load of sports and a load of pictures of women playing sport, it's not like you can pick, look at all the sports available and then pick a sport. It just seems to kind of happen by accident or you try something out or, um, and then end up doing something. So yeah, it's just, yeah. I find it really interesting how you get into it. 
it's like the access that you have or like you know someone that works like volunteers at an athletics club or like a basketball club or something like that and then you kind of get guided that way and then lucky enough for like your mom and dad to drive you around <laughs> do you that think there would a be a, a better system yeah do you think there'd be a better system of getting more girls and women into sport um or girls especially at a young age um rather than it them just happening to know somebody and then being taken down yeah the I just think it's like maybe at primary school or secondary school like knowing or like yeah knowing clubs or like little groups that maybe go out for a run if you don't want to necessarily do it competitive competitively or like structured um and having that information like available in primary schools and even for like parents and stuff because I bet like some people don't know where where you'd even take your kid to play football or anything I don't think I don't think we'd have known when I was little it never sort of crossed my mind to ask to go do any sport outside of school I remember at primary school we did some but we did, I think I had one competitive netball match with another school at primary school. And, and I, you know, the, I'm from the Isle of Man. The Isle of Man's like a really sporty place. Um, but I think if, you know, if your family aren't necessarily sporty or you aren't asking to go out and find these things, you do have to kind of have them put in front of you, I think, um, as a child. And that's definitely a pattern in the, the podcast and the, the interviews that I've done for the, the articles about role models. It hasn't always been the the child the you know the athlete the child saying oh, I want to go and do that it's been oh they've tried it and then they've they've enjoyed it and somebody's been able to take them whether it's parents or grandparents or coaches or whoever it, you know it's been somebody being able to facilitate that so yeah interesting and how so you guys have done some work for totally runnable in schools already how have you found that how I mean it's obviously been a bit of a tricky year with the pandemic but how have you found it so far Emily you've done quite a bit tell us how you found it um so I was lucky enough to do a bit of work in Manchester um as well as obviously now we're starting in Loughborough um and I think just getting to know young people on a level that you love so obviously we love sport so I love sport and being able to speak to young people about what they think about sport and you know, the issues that they have this day and age of confidence in sport and the opportunities in sport. And it is really, really interesting because um, obviously not all children are sporty to begin with. Uh, I was lucky enough to be quite talented as a kid, doing all, all sports available at school. Um, and as life goes on, people aren't the same as you. You know, you meet different people day to day and everyone everyone is you know their own person so I do find it really interesting meeting all the like the, especially the young girls and those who might have a talent but don't believe in themselves or have the confidence to pursue their talent and I do find that really really interesting um, and obviously when we're in schools for the five six week blocks or doing our workshops it's amazing to see them kind of come out of their shell and see the influence that we've had on them um and then hopefully that'll just change their behaviors towards sport moving forward and I think that's the most important thing and that's what I enjoy the most and I think that is one of the one of the key features about what we do I guess that we are just by virtue of being how we are role models to children in schools 
Beth, you said that you didn't really have any sporting role models when you were really young. How important is it, do you think, that you can be a role model for the girls and boys that we're working with in schools? Yeah, really important. Like Emily said, um, like helping girls and like and boys with their confidence to get into sport or like just be able to like push themselves a little bit. Like if I had that, like if I didn't have that from my PE teacher, I probably wouldn't have gone into athletics when I did and I might have done a different sport but like that's why I want to be able to do that for other children in primary schools because I think it's super important because if I didn't have that like I don't know where or what I'd be doing so what do you think Emily other Emily Emily Freeman um what do you think about the importance of role models in school did you have role models at, at primary school what did you have um trying to think back to my primary school days um I think I had family mainly around me that were sporty so I was really lucky from that point of view um I'm just thinking about everything that we're talking about at the minute is I guess it sounds like we're kind of geared towards the elite side of things um with kind of professional athletes um on this call talking to us now but um I think just thinking even wider than that it's just making sport a normal everyday part of our lives and I think that's what we try to do at Totally Runnable as well as well as looking at the girls that need that little bit more confidence maybe to push themselves um to go and try and maybe be competitive but I think just to enjoy it is like the main thing for me um if we can enthuse girls that it's okay to run about and run in front of people and it really doesn't matter and just to have fun with sport that is one of the main things I want to get um, across with through Totally Runnable and um, our trainers has been so good role models about that about just just having fun and being yourself basically is 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 what the main thing in primary schools and I think that will then um, lead to more girls getting involved but more girls accessing kind of elite levels as well. And we've said that all along haven't we which I guess leads us nicely on to talking about Totally Runnable's sixth birthday but we have said you know since the beginning one of our mottos that we've used is everyone has the potential to be great and that I think comes a lot from your experience of having been told actually that you can you know you have the potential to be great at this but actually that wider thing of what why aren't we telling all children that they have the potential to be great at physical activity and at sport um yeah I think that's that's super important and there's so many different sports out there um there's so yeah. many different opportunities the, it, there's just I think there's definitely a sport or activity for everybody and I'm not saying everybody needs to want to be the best at it Um, they just I think there's just uh, lots of activities that people can do and have fun at and that would be the main thing yeah, me too. I think it's one of those, you know, I was, I never, I was always keen. I always wanted to be really good at sport, but actually I was never particularly talented in any sport, sports direction. I think actually as an adult, when I started running, I found that I had more endurance than I'd ever thought I had, um, which I think if I'd known a lot earlier, I could have enjoyed sports more because actually I would have felt like I had some sort of skill in there and it is finding, like there is finding a skill. I guess everybody has a, a sport that they can really enjoy but everybody also has skill different skills within a physical you know it's not the case that you're just not physical that isn't we are physical human beings <laughs> so all children have got physical skills it's just about learning how best to to use your body isn't it it's it's about being like you say normalization of it 
So Beth and Emily, you guys wanted to ask us some questions about, about Totally Runnable. Happy sixth birthday to Totally Runnable. Yeah, so what we want to know really is how Totally, totally Runnable was born. So first of all, how did you guys meet or you two meet? Uh, so shall I, do you want to go? Shall I take this? Go on, you go for it. I'll, I'll go for this one. So I think we had kind of known each other through the gym. We both went to the same gym. Emily was personal training. So Emily had finished competing by then, I think, or almost finished maybe. And um, I had taken up running. I had run my first marathon, um, but I really wouldn't have considered myself like a runner. I think I would even have said, oh, I'm, oh I'm, I did run that marathon, but I'm not really a runner. And so we had met through mutual friends in the gym. Um, and then we ended up on my sister-in-law, Helen's Hindu together. So I was the sister-in-law. I was a bridesmaid. So I didn't really, I knew other people, but not really particularly well. And Emily, you'd been um, personal training, Helen, hadn't you? Um, so we ended up um, sharing a room on a Hindu um in were we in york was it glamping in york was it some sort of forest in york i feel like there's a forest in york um glamping in york yeah and hindus are not really my thing i'm a bit (laughs) of an introvert just um yeah so i was just so pleased when i knew somebody so i think i I think i clung to you now to go i don't know anybody (laughs) else here that we had loads of activities we had loads of team building activities and loads of things to do which obviously i'm like i'm quite competitive at um I think one was finding some sweets in the wood or something. I vaguely remember something. <laughs> I was pretty good at that, sweets and competition. There was some sort of string. We had a string. There was a string to untie or something. Me and you were like, come on, we've got this. I remember that. There was some archery. <laughs> there was some archery, which I remember oh, not archery. being very good at. However, you were very good at. I have a bit of a talent at archery. Yeah, I'm, I, I, we never had Laser Quest on the Isle of Man when I was a kid. And then when I was a teenager, Laser Quest arrived. So we played quite a bit of Laser Quest. I've got a good aim. <laughs> so yeah, so we basically, we, yeah, we were on this Hindu, got to talking about, you do, as you do when you're sort of spending time uh, hanging out, I guess, we got to talking about our experience of um, other, particularly other women who I think would say to both of us, based on our backgrounds and, and you know, what we'd done running wise, oh, I wish I could run. And you'd sort of say, oh, how come you can't? And it, expect there to be a physical reason why they couldn't. But actually there was often for both of us, they were just saying, oh, it's just not for me. Or, oh, I'm just not, oh, I just didn't enjoy cross country at school or something. They would always have had a, a, a confidence knocking experience, I think. Um, and we said, wouldn't it be great to put things out in the world that would help people start to run, but also help them with all that mindset stuff. So all the confidence building stuff. I'd had some training as, so I was a solicitor at the time and I'd had some sort of professional development training that was all about building your confidence in things and talking about habits and mindset and all of that sort of stuff. And we, we put all of that together with the physical stuff to build people's confidence in running particularly women that we'd been speaking to at the time so yeah we said wouldn't it be great to just start putting things out in the world that would do this and I think within two weeks we'd we'd named totally runnable at my kitchen table and yeah the rest is history so at the time we weren't intending to really be in schools we we kind of thought that people were that schools were all over PE and sport and that there wouldn't be a gender gap and actually the more we looked into it 
the more we found that there, there was a massive gap and the confidence issues we were seeing in the adult women that we knew were exactly what we could see developing at, you know, nine, eight, nine, ten um, with, with young girls. And so it, it then very quickly, I think, became um, a broader issue of gender stereotypes and how we could use running as the tool to particularly build girls' confidence, but also talk to boys about gender stereotypes for them and running just became the tool that we could use to talk about the gender sport gap but yeah so, do. so the goal for the company is like kind of developed as you've found out different things as you've as you've gone through yeah I yeah we've learned so much haven't we yeah. over the last six six yeah. years and <laughs> I think we just yeah we just as Nat was saying started out wanting to put something good into the world that kind of answered a problem that Nat in particular had around running um, and just that kind of supportive mindset side of it. And I think then, yeah, you just, when you start looking into particular aspects or um, that side of things, we just, yeah, we just learned so much more about um, the gaps and how we could contribute. And it, it just kind of grew and grew from there. And we just, we've developed um, what we offer in schools. We're developing it all the time. Um, yeah, so everything we do just is just getting kind of better and more kind of bespoke to the schools we work with. So as you say, it's obviously your six-year anniversary. Six years ago, you know, all the successes that you've had, you know, all the awards that you've had, all the women awards, all the schools that you've been in, all the areas now that you're covering. Did you think that you would be as popular as you are now and do you did you think the business would grow as big as it has and continuing to grow I think in the very first place it was about putting those things out in the world that that I would have really liked so when I started running I had a massive goal I was doing the craziest thing I could think of and I got into the London Marathon and there was so much catching up to do with my brain about what I was capable of doing that the mindset side kind of wrote itself and that was originally for me that was what we were doing we were just putting good stuff out in the world um, but then I think once we realised the impact it could have, we ran a pilot with some sort of friends and family and could we mix physical, could we mix running with mindset and change people's confidence levels? And once we saw what it could do, we were then, I think, super ambitious and saying, do you know what, actually, not ambitious in the sense that we wanted to have a massive company or make a million pounds or they, they, it was never about that. It was about how how many people can we help with this and I think we were super ambitious about that and saying actually there's no reason this couldn't be much bigger because that will allow us to help more people I was just gonna ask what is um one of the proudest things like that you've done in regarding the company like the most proud thing that you've achieved with the company um I think there's probably a couple of things. Um, I guess there's things as a company when we've had a big impact on particular children or particular schools. Um, and that happens quite often. But I think sometimes if it's in a particular area where it's needed, I think that those things feel really good. And that's why we started doing it. Um, I think when we took on our first um employee I think that was a real milestone for us when we got an office you know Nat and I just started a business from scratch from nothing basically and we didn't know what we were doing um and I think in itself that proves that 
like people can do more than they think they can do if we can do it anybody can do that um so I think having just being able to have more people working with us and things like that are really kind of every time we grow or do something differently I think I'm just proud of where we've come how like where we are but I don't often I don't often look back to where we've come from so it's quite this is quite a nice uh, opportunity to do that um we've come quite a long way haven't we but yeah, um, you guys should be proud yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I would agree with that I think making a big impact in the schools and with with people that we we work with I love hearing later that people are still using the tools that they've learned on on our course and things so yeah definitely that what we what would what we envisage for totally runnable now is that um bits that I missed throughout my athletics career in terms of getting experience in the world of work it's something that I was I'm really passionate about giving that back to um athletics and athletes so that they have um an opportunity to gain experience to um do some work that fits around their training um and what would be better than to have more athletes working in schools as really good role models um and if we can provide opportunities for athletes to do that into uh, totally runnable then that would be um that was something i really want to do i totally agree with that as well you have always said that you've always said that you'd like to provide more opportunities it's like i think we're both trying to solve issues that we see our younger selves having had like you you're you would have liked to do more experience of things, more kind of job roles, I guess, experience around your athletics. And I would have loved to have more people in front of child me saying, you can be sporty too. <laughs> so it's like both of those things come together in just a really nice way. Um, yeah, I think I think that... That probably... Yeah, definitely. <laughs> things, thing, yeah, things to put on your CV, things that you could um, just build your confidence in other ways. When you just do running for the best part of 20 years, or then um, you don't do much else, it'd be nice to be able to practice and have other things, um, other strings to your bow as well. Yeah, I agree. Is that all the questions? Did we answer them all? Yeah, I've got some other generic ones, but they're just like, um, like, what do you do when you're not at work? Is this just things you want to know about us, Beth? <laughs> so just a, like, we're just chatting now. <laughs> um, when we're not at work, we probably both look after our small humans. Um, so there's a lot of that going on. Um, although we, I think we should say that how much seeing... Um, like seeing you guys on so when you guys have been competing so Emily you were competing recently and we had both my little girl Lexi and Emily's little girl they were both watching um the TV because we were obviously watching you supporting you and watching the athletics going on um it, it was so obvious to me how much it was that whole if you can't see it you can't be it I think Esther was running around jumping on this like jumping on the sofa trying to do the high jump Lexi had like a little course it was like a proper obstacle course going on she was jumping over all sorts of things but she'd seen them running around the track and she was just running around and then shouting that she'd got the winner's cup I don't even know where she's got that from <laughs> she wanted the winner's cup but like what do you think Em don't you think it's like amazing to to see your child be inspired by something and they're only so tiny they're Alexi's only two Esther's only one like they're they're so small 
yeah definitely I <laughs> she just kept asking to um watch the video Emily of you jumping and she went from just jumping to like throwing her arms in the air and jumping so like uh, I'm not okay. I'm not saying that's a key part of your technique <laughs> or whatever but like um I don't think she quite got it <laughs> um but yeah she definitely had taken what she'd seen and she was <laughs> doing it or trying to do it and I just see how powerful that is she's watched um cricket and she will um like put her arms out to catch stuff and like kneel down and stuff so she she's somebody very like already obviously quite visual and things she's seeing she's copying she's just copying and doing everything so it just made me even more aware of putting um women playing sport in front of her at loads of different sports and just to give her the opportunities that I want so many children to have but yeah so yeah outside of work was what the question was um yeah looking after Esther running um we've been doing some running together haven't we we have more recently we since we've been allowed to run together we did marathon yeah I did (laughs) um but yeah now um yeah we did a few trying to do a few fast faster runs together over you're quicker than me at the moment which is just a ridiculous amount of um distance to cover for a 200 meter runner Usually once we get to about five or six, yeah, like pre-babies, once we got to that point, I, I could beat Emily, but no, at the moment, she's fast. <laughs> I'm on it. It's the most most dedicated I've been to running since uh, retiring. So um, oh. going for a PB, just not in the 200 <laughs> metres. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, that's where the, your competitive nature comes in, doesn't it? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. it's a good thing you can push yourself (laughs) yeah I'm mostly competitive with myself not really other people it's more just can I just do better for myself so um, yeah yeah (laughs) trying to think what else I do not a great deal at the minute that's terrible need more hobbies not much going on (laughs) yeah we can't really do anything can we (laughs) the limited amount well, I've, I feel like we've, uh, we've, we've chatted around all sorts. We've chatted about Totally Runnable. We've chatted about you guys. Um, I, yeah, I think we're, we're probably done for today. But thank you, everybody, for, uh, for your time this morning. I think it's been, it's been interesting for me to have a chat. I don't know if anybody else listening feels like it's interesting, but hopefully. And uh, yeah, I, I hope that we'll hear lots more from you guys in the future um, as you start working in more and more schools around your area. And we can, uh, we can have you back on the podcast. Well, thanks a lot and happy anniversary, guys. Thank you. Thank you. We need to let you guys go and train, so we'll say bye. But yeah, thank you. Happy birthday. Bye. <laughs> bye. See ya. Bye. If you know a school who might like to know more about the gender sport gap and what they can do to measure and start to close it, they should be a part of Totally Runnable's Girls and Sport Pledge. It's completely free to be a part of and includes some brilliant resources to start your school's gender sport gap journey. Just go to our website at www.totallyrunnable.com or Google Totally Runnable Girls and Sport Pledge or email me, nat at totallyrunnable.com. <laughs> <laughs>